wind it up. Will there be a little ride on Space Mountain? Hogan comes back. What the fuck are you doing? He got me all flabbergasted. Where does he come up with a thousand holes? That incessant whining. Get up against a chain link fence and rake yourself across it. This guy went to flash you. You are dead, crooked. Rice cake on, baby. This place is apropos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 26 of the Nitro Mania podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host. And I hope that all of you had a fantastic Christmas last week. Sorry again for there not being an episode, but uh, life gets in the way. This is, as I said, episode 26, 26 being the number of space-time dimensions in bosonic string theory, the number of cards of each color in a standard deck of cards, and, of course, the total number of bones in the human foot and ankle. Last week on the show, we had the amazing debut of The Booty Man, or as Hogan insisted on calling him, the booty, booty, booty man. Why did I just say that out loud? And the promise of a six-man tag match between Hogan, Savage, and Booty, and Anderson, Flair, and the Taskmaster. Also last week, we had the Nitro debuts of the Belfast Bruiser, better known as Fit Finley, and Brad Armstrong, who were apparently both cruiserweights. So let's get to it. It is Monday. February 26th, 1996, and we are live from Knoxville, Tennessee. This is the Knoxville Civic Coliseum, where nothing notable has ever happened. This is the only episode of Nitro to take place in this arena, and the only other televised event was an Impact taping in 2011. All kinds of pyro leads Eric to promise an explosive night of wrestling action, including that six-man tag promised last week. Eric reminds us of the booty man. Heenan says tonight might be uncensored. Mongo says booty was a spy in the Dungeon of Doom. Bischoff promises us that match, plus Sting and Luger both have singles matches tonight. Your opening contest is one of those matches, Sting versus Big Bubba. During Bubba's entrance, Bischoff spoils Raw for everyone. Bubba looks like he's lost some weight from his face, but not his torso. During Sting's entrance, Bischoff congratulates Grissom for finishing fifth in the Winston Cup race last weekend and says winners attract winners. I repeat, the guy placed fifth. Note that Grissom does not drive a WCW race car in the Winston Cup, only the Bush Grand National Series. Bischoff makes no mention of how he placed in the last Grand National race. And that, folks, is the most you'll ever hear me talk about car racing. In the crowd, third row across from the hard cam is a fan wearing a full head Bart Simpson mask. Bubba takes the offensive early and gets yelled at by a grandma in the front row. They work a headlock for a while till Sting fights out, but Sting takes a backbreaker off an Irish whip for two. Sting gets another little bit of offense after blocking a turnbuckle smash, but gets Irish whipped across the ring and gets hit with an avalanche. A big clothesline and another two count. They go back outside and Bubba yells at the grandma some more. This lady is either a plant or a huge WCW fan because I'm pretty sure that's the same grandma from a year or two from now who yells at and threatens to punch Hollywood Hogan. Who's Hollywood Hogan? I don't know. Let's move on. 
Back in the ring, a very ugly and awkward pile driver on Bubba who beats Sting back to his feet afterwards. A slugfest leads to Sting having control and a big boot transitions into a Vader bomb, but Bubba gets his knees up. Sting pulls Bubba off the turnbuckle and goes up himself. A big crossbody leads to a pinfall victory for Sting. Decent match. Nothing special. Uh, the highlight is the grandma. We're promised Luger versus Renegade. He's still employed? When we come back. Mean Gene. Pull up your socks and get ready. Is in the aisle with Sting and Luger. Wow! They are immediately interrupted by the Legion of Doom. Animal demands to know where Sting's head is at. Animal says they're the master of every match type. And Luger, who, might I remind you, basically refused to get in the ring at Super Brawl, says that they'll take on the LOD anytime, any match, anywhere. They then argue about where in Chicago Luger is from. Hawk then pulls another few great lines out of his ass. Luger! You remind me of a washing machine! You really agitate us. Lest we forget, we are the road warriors. And if we want to go to the Atlanta Zoo and knock out Willie B. the Gorilla, so be it. We'll do it. And let me tell you something, Luger. I'm sure you're from Chicago, as we are. I'm sure you're a tough guy. And you want to do a Chicago street fight? I'm sure you'll excel. I'm sure you're looking forward to it. I'm sure you're just dying to get in the ring and do an all-out Chicago street fight with us. But you want to know something, Luger? Uh, what a rush. Go ahead and listen to that a few times and tell me if it makes any goddamn sense to you because it sure doesn't to me luger accepts the challenge and then asks mean gene what a chicago street fight is this makes sting mad back from break and renegade outruns his theme song luger then enters despite just having been out there in the last segment we then go to another break we come back for the bell. Luger's shoulder block does nothing to Renegade. Renegade shoulder blocks Luger three times in a row, and Luger takes a powder. Luger takes advantage with an eye poke, gets an Irish whip. Both men counter hip tosses, and Renegade clotheslines Luger to the mat. An atomic drop and another clothesline leads to a two-count. Luger ducks a crossbody, sending Renegade into the ropes and takes advantage. He chokes Renegade against the ropes, then drops an elbow for a two. A side suplex gets a two. Another two-count and an enthusiastic kickout from Renegade, so Luger goes for a chin lock renegade begins no selling luger's offense and takes a set of clotheslines then a power slam gets a two count on luger clothesline against the buckles then irish whipped across for a handspring splash yeah renegade hit a handspring splash renegade goes up top and jimmy hart runs out to push renegade off the buckles into the floor luger throws renegade back in the ring and puts him in the torture rack for the victory Nothing great here. Two big, strong guys who can't actually wrestle that well. Sting comes out after the match and Jimmy takes off. Sting and Luger yell about Jimmy Hart's interference. Luger then tries to forfeit the match because of Hart's interference, but Sting just screams at him some more. We are promised Harlem Heat versus the Road Warriors when we come back. Harlem Heat enter while Bischoff explains the entire Sting-Luger-Hart saga. The Road Warriors, one word, enter second and we go to break. What is it with all of these commercial breaks? 
Back for the bell as the two teams stare down in the ring. Booker starts with Hawk as they play to the crowd. Booker starts on the offensive but takes a clothesline and bails. Hawk hits a neckbreaker and Granny cheers. Hawk tags Animal and Stevie Ray asks to be tagged in, which is Brother Obliges. Stevie dominates Animal and it takes two clotheslines to knock him down. Animal then tags out immediately. A powerbomb by Stevie on Hawk and Granny flips off Booker. Booker tags in and continues the offense. An axe kick leads to a two count and Stevie tags back in. Booker then threatens Granny again. Clothesline on Hawk gets another two count for Stevie Ray, then a front chin lock. Bart has removed his mask, by the way. Hawk whips Stevie into the corner but avoids the shoulder, sending Hawk into the turn post. Bischoff tells us that it has just been decided that this is a number one contenders match. Interesting choice to make in the middle of the match. Hot tag to Animal and he cleans house. Booker hits a Harlem hangover on Hawk, but the referee is outside the ring. Booker leans over the ropes to yell at Nick Patrick and gets a boot in the jaw from Animal. This is enough for Pac to pin him. I feel it necessary to note here that the faces in that match, the Road Warriors, just stole a victory from the heels. The team that Lex Luger is supposedly terrified of just barely beat Harlem Heat. Way to make them look like a threat, guys. We come back for the six-man tag, the entrance of Flair, Anderson, and Sullivan. They are, of course, accompanied by Woman and Elizabeth. Liz looks both uncomfortable and lost. Hogan and Savage are wearing Mega Powers shirts, and this immediately becomes a brawl. We finally end up with just Booty Man and Anderson in the ring, and we go to the entrance where Kimberly is awkwardly walking out with flowers. Macho refuses to stay in his corner. He keeps coming in the ring and posing and pointing. Mongo mentions Sun Tzu and talks about having spies in the enemy camp, and Bischoff not so subtly intimates that he has spies in the WWF. This match is somehow fast-paced, even though nothing is happening. I think it's because Booty Man appears to be on cocaine. Macho tags in and beats up all three of them. Bischoff tells us that there's no Nitro next week because of some mini-series about the Civil War. Hogan tags in and Flair begs off. Hogan no-sells a chop, surprise, and does his Hogan crap. Bootyman tags in and also cleans house. There is so much nothing going on in this match. At one point, Elizabeth and Woman grab Randy's feet as he runs the rope, so he leans over and grabs them both by the hair, classy, until the heels can get to him. Hogan eventually pins Anderson with a leg drop. Flair then shoves Hogan into a corner. Elizabeth hops on the apron to fail miserably at handcuffing Hogan in the corner as Flair whips him in the back with a belt. She finally succeeds just seconds before we go off the air, and just as Macho and Booty Man clear the ring of the heels. What a miserable episode of Nitro this was. I'm so, I feel, I feel almost bad that after last week's unintended break, we have to come back for this. Uh, no wonder Eric gave away Raw at the start. He was hoping people would stay tuned in knowing how awful the show was going to be. The Sting and Luger singles matches were passable, but the continuation of the terrible Sting and Luger drama didn't do them any favors. Harlem Heat versus the Road Warriors, one word. Road Warriors was decent minus the stupid finish and the main event was just awful so I guess go and watch the tag match I guess this episode of Nitro has a 4.57 rating on cage match and garnered a 3.2 TV rating meanwhile over on Raw still from Cincinnati 
Jake Roberts pinned Isaac Yankum, then a vignette of children begging Roddy Piper to bring back the warrior, which seems pointless because they wouldn't have these vignettes if he wasn't already coming back. Diesel pins Bob Sparkplug Holly immediately after a commercial break, uh, but was nervous about The Undertaker, who then appeared in the ring, then disappeared from the ring, and then appeared on the video wall. Spooky. Ahmed Johnson pins Shinobi, also known as Al Snow, and then another Mankind vignette. Todd Pettengill then sells us an awesome WrestleMania 12 shirt from the WWF store. Doc Hendricks then sends us back to Superstars for a tag team tournament. Vince is then in the ring for a face-to-face between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Roddy Piper then appears to sell the fuck out of the match at Mania. He then announces the 60-minute Iron Man stipulation. Funny that Bischoff didn't mention that earlier. Anyway, Jim Ross then pimps the superstar line for us. Uh, Yokozuna defeats Owen Hart and the British Bulldog by disqualification when Vader interferes. Ahmed Johnson comes out to make the save, followed shortly thereafter by Jake Roberts. Vader wants nothing to do with the snake. And your main event of this episode of Raw, another episode of Larry Fling Live. Uh, this episode of Raw has a 4.88 on Cage Match, a higher rating than this episode of Nitro, but only scored a 3.1 TV rating, losing by 0.1 points. And that is it for this episode of Nitro Mania. As we inch ever closer to the uncensored pay-per-view, Eric bragged about last year's Uncensored Tonight, specifically mentioning that match that took place in the back of a truck on the highway, something else you might remember from WrestleCrap.com. He didn't happen to mention who fought in that match, though. I wonder why. Oh, right. Because the blacktop bully, also known as Barry Darso, wasn't in the company at the time, and Dustin Rhodes was busy riding the biggest wave of his career at that point as the WWF Intercontinental Champion. Anyway, I'd love to hear from you guys. You can reach out to me on Twitter at NitromaniaPod, N-I-T-R-O-M-A-N-I-A-P-O-D, or email me at NitromaniaPod at gmail.com. If you want to see me live and in person, I will let you know how once I have dates in the new year. Uh, I've got something in January, but I can't remember the date right now, and I don't want to look it up on my phone. I want to say it's the 13th, but that might not be a Saturday, so don't hold me to that. Uh, anyway, be sure to check out all of the shows on this here feed. If Santa brought you a little extra cash last week and you'd like our stuff, please feel free to make a donation. You can make a one-time donation by going to paypal.me slash rundownwrestling or become a regular donor for just five bucks a month over at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. We would really, really appreciate it, honestly. All donations are used to pay for our Podomatic hosting and my WWE Network account, both crucial to this here Nitromania show. I also urge you to visit questendnetwork.com and check out all of our shows there. We've got podcasts and YouTube live streams. There's links to, to Twitch streams and everything. Take this show, for example. Hello, Questionable Endeavor Network listener. If you're a current or former fan of wrestling, you should check out the Raw Attitude Podcast, hosted by me, retired professional wrestler Henry Hugepex, the suplex-throwing human duplex. On the show, I chronologically recap episodes of WWE Monday Night Raw from the Attitude Era, a time period where wrestling became more violent, more profane, 
and more sexual simply because, well, that's what we the fans demanded from the product in the late 1990s. Listen along with me as I revisit the crazy antics of The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, The Undertaker, Mick Foley, and many more of your childhood favorites. You can subscribe to the Raw Attitude Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, or you can listen to each new episode on the Questionable Endeavor Network website, questandnetwork.com. That's the Raw Attitude Podcast, hosted by me, Henry Hugepex, the suplex-throwing human duplex. Oh baby, I like it raw, and I know that you will too. And please... Won't you join us next time for a brand new to me episode of Nitromania? Well, happy 2018, everybody.